0: The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the cameo Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. We have a great show planned for you today. Our guest will be Jason Elliott, and some of you might know him. Uh, he is a local tattoo artist working at Hard to Love currently. Um, but he is a competitor on the show Ink Master. Not for one season, but for two seasons. That was season 10 and 13. So, I mean, he is a great character. He's so fun to talk to. And he's competed twice on Ink Master. So you can tell he's a pretty good, pretty good tattoo artist. Um, and after his interview, we will be revisiting my interview with Joanna Rocha, who was a pans- pastel pet painter and is currently a postdoctoral researcher of human diseases. So we have a great conversation about her love for animals and how that's connected to her art. Um, And now for our our announcements, we have uh, the Navasota Artists in Residence uh, currently have an exhibit up at the Horlock House Art Gallery and Museum uh, located in downtown Navasota. This exhibit is uh, created by the artists in residence who were Christine Holton and Jennifer Thompson. And they have some great works up, uh, and it, it looks really cool because it seems to be like a mix of anatomy uh, into their impressionist uh, style. So it's, it's really cool. I advise you all to go and take a look at that. Um, even if it is a little bit further away, we can all definitely enjoy this uh, new exhibit. All right, and for my second art announcement is uh, the email, of art at TAMU. That is uh, the email for the show. If you have any suggestions of interviewees or... Uh, maybe an event that's going on that you would like uh, people to know about, make sure to email theheartofart at tamu.edu. All right, without further ado, let's start the show. Today in the studio, we have a very special guest. His name is Jason Elliott, and he is a local tattoo artist. He currently works at Heart to Love Tattoo, And has been an Ink Master competitor for Season 10 and Season 13. If you'd like to check out his work, his Instagram is Jason Tattooer, all together, Jason Tattooer. um, And you can go and look at his works while we're having this discussion. So, hi Jason, how are you today?
1: Hey Hector, how's it going?
0: It's going pretty good. I'm excited for a conversation today. You know, I've only interviewed like one other tattoo artist, so you're pretty on on demand right now. Sweet. Um okay, so I'd like to go to the background of my guests first, and I wanted to ask you uh where are you from
1: um um well, currently live in college station, but um we we moved around a lot, so i spent a lot of time in uh california and um and then kind of southern Florida miami area
0: um, and is that where your love for art began
1: Um, yeah, i mean i yeah. guess <laughs> i've I've always loved it, so
0: okay it's always been a thing in in your life
1: it has yes. Mm-hmm. And how did that start? Um, let's see. I've no I know I've been drawing since um uh, probably 4. I mean, uh at least at least you know your parents like to keep drawings. They go that far back anyway, so um yeah, I was uh I've definitely been drawing since I was 4 and then was actually doing pretty good drawings at like 6 and 7. So
0: all right. And how did you, like, develop your skills as an artist? Was it just through practice or did you have some mentors along the way?
1: No, no. Actually, I, I didn't have any mentors. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, drawing on a lot of cardboard boxes and stuff like wow. that, really. so Cardboard boxes? Yeah. <laughs> and, and clothes. And yeah. clothes. I draw my clothes all the time.
0: Nice. And then now skin. And <laughs> so, now skin. Great. Yeah. I did want to ask like if you viewed tattooing as a certain way when you were younger as to the way you view it now like was there did the taboo reach you when you were young as well or how did you view
1: it Yeah, I think so. Uh I I definitely would say that um I ref- kind of looked at it with the same stereotype a lot of people did. Um it was uh I don't know, it just seemed like, kind of like the tattoo scene at that time was just mostly I don't know, kind of looked like a lot of bikers uh, and you know, convicts and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I don't know, man. It's kind of kind of fishy,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard that um social media has done a lot to like um, I guess get rid of that taboo and just see people that have tattoos as, like, real people, you know, not just, like, what they um, interpret people with tattoos as?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's uh, actually one of, like, the biggest pros uh, of the tattoo show is that you get to shine a light into the person's life, and uh, you start to see that they're, you know, we're just everyday normal people.
0: Um, Not only social media, but also, you know, the show that you were on, Ink Master. Yeah. I think that's doing a lot for (laughs) tattoo artists as well, you know, seeing them as real people. Um, was this something that you felt or experienced there?
1: Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, um, you know, it was kind of cool because you know a lot of these people when I went on, I hadn't met any of them before. So um, I feel like that uh, Ink Master is very personable uh, as far as like kind of just like really they really kind of like try to dig into the artist's life uh, and you know background and where they're from and what inspires them and stuff like that. And I do think that people really get to look at that person and see, oh, hey, they're really not much different than me.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. So how did you first uh, begin tattooing? Like, did you start an orange peel or did you go straight into skin?
1: No, I I went straight into skin. Uh, Yeah, I'm just brave like that. No. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I I, I don't know. You know, I probably should have started Mm -hmm. in something that, uh, you know, wasn't on an actual person. But no, I just went straight in. Um, I my friends kind of pushed me into it. Uh, I you know I was always drawing, and they weren't uh, super happy with like the designs that some of the local shops are coming up with. So they were asking me if I would kind of design their tattoos, and uh, it it definitely started getting me like traffic with the tattoo shops. You know they were, they were very inquisitive as far as where these drawings and stuff were coming from. So that helped.
0: How would you describe your own personal style?
1: Hmm. I bounce around, so I just love art in general. Uh, mostly surrealism. That that's uh, I, I love things that you look at that can kind of um, inflict, like, certain emotions. I like the idea of being able to inflict emotions in people when they actually look at an object uh, or an image. So uh, I would say definitely surrealism.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you had to, like, choose one art style that you could that's the only style that you could do would you
1: choose surrealism <sighs> as oh, <laughs> man I, I can't I can't choose one it's, it's a tough it's a tough Oh uh, man yeah I mean probably I would yeah I, yeah probably surrealism <laughs> um,
0: and how do you balance you know what you like to um, what you like to have in your art and then versus what people want <laughs> like how, how much of it is you and how much of it is them
1: I'd like to say 100% of the time it's me, but that's uh, that's not factual. So, uh, man, it's so hard. Like people, um, they're scared, and it's uh, it's understandable. So, you know, I think when you get scared, the kind of just like response that you have is to take the reins. So, um, unfortunately, every tattoo experience is not a good experience. So that that's obviously going to put that fear in people uh so i do get a lot of messages and people do say hey you know i'm completely open to your interpretation and for the most part that seems to be the case but you obviously are gonna get those clients that are just like you know they get they just get nervous and they're like oh let me you know jump in here and really start kind of like narrowing down what paths i can go down and stuff like that so i've worked really hard to kind of get to that point to where I can, I can, you know, have complete control, but there are still times, you know, where you have to work with a client pretty, pretty hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going through your social media, I see like a lot of inspiration from anime and, you know, video game and different media. Um, would you say that uh, the media does have an uh, influence on your art?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think anything that you love is going to have an influence on your art. And I love anime and video games, so uh, it's, it's always going to have an influence.
0: Mm why did you choose tattooing as like your main medium and you know i you were into drawing why did you go into tattooing and not pursue more further like that drawing
1: uh i like i like challenges honestly Mm -hmm. like um the more stressful something is the more fun it is for me which is not something i suggest for everybody but um you know with tattooing it's um people may not you know think it but it actually has an extra level Uh, added on top of, you know, um, most other art forms, because, you know, when you're doing, when when you're an artist, and you're in a certain media, you, you have fixed materials that you use, because you become very comfortable with them, and you, you think that they're consistent and stuff, Um, so I wouldn't say, like, complacent, but, you know, it kind of, you just know what to expect, and with tattooing, because it's organic, um, you always have, that variable that's kind of unknown uh and for me that's exciting is is you know like having to adapt with each tattoo
0: yeah i would say most people don't like being that stressed <laughs> all the time uh,
1: man i don't know why i like it <laughs> but i do
0: and then i feel like that's evident also in the fact that you went twice to ink master yeah like, <laughs> how many people have done that by the way how many people have d- come back for another uh, i mean
1: there's a few like. d- i mean probably like uh Maybe like 5 5% or mm. something like that, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's really it's just like, I guess they just like our personality. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: They want you on screen again. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: when, you know, people go to a tattoo artist, they usually have like a meaning behind the tattoo. I'm, I'm not saying you necessarily need to have a meaning, but... Um, is that ever a, a little intimidating, you know, to be like kind of like a therapist to them when they're like on your chair and they're talking to you about like what this tattoo means, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I Sometimes I will get emails and their, uh, their email will be like, you know, 10 paragraphs long. And mm-hmm. it's like they want to, you know, try to – they're like, well, this is the only tattoo I'm going to get and I want to get, you know, all the important events in my life summed up in this one tattoo oh. uh oh no it's it's, uh, it's like uh, um and you know i know those uh, th- those things are very important to people and it's it's shaped them you know into who they are now and you know maybe that those were a lot of really good things and, and they're proud of who they are uh, that's really hard to do in a tattoo um so yeah that's uh it, it's definitely added pressure as far as the you know therapist thing uh people feel very comfortable telling tattoo artists everything. Mm-hmm. So uh and man, we're just along for the ride. We yeah. we just listen and we try to offer the best advice we can, you know. Sometimes the stories are great, sometimes they're creepy. Mm-hmm. So
0: But I bet, you know, tattoo artists have some great stories. <laughs> oh
1: absolutely, yeah. yeah. No people share everything with us.
0: Definitely. You know that now that you are a full fledged, you know, tattoo artist and People will probably even like look up to you after seeing you on TV. Um, do you have any advice for up and coming tattoo artists who are trying to make a name for themselves?
1: Yeah, my my first advice to to any artist is always just be humble. Like, um, you can learn pretty. You can learn something from from pretty much anything. You know, as long as you're like open uh, and just you know willing to be patient and look. Um, so stay away from like the rock star, you know, kind of personality because, you know, we definitely see a lot of people come in who are like, well, I'm a, I'm amazing. You know, like I'm I'm a really, really good artist. Well, that's, that's nice, but there's a lot of really, really good artists and there will always be a lot of really good artists. Uh, so you just, just be humble, you know, it takes a lot of work and time to be a tattoo artist, uh, especially if you want to be a good one. Uh, so yeah, humble and patience.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Do you have any up and coming, you know, dates for a project or any any special events coming up soon?
1: Well, uh, my my favorite one coming up is uh, Anime Inc, which is uh, it's a very large one in Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not it's not just tattooing; it's just anime in general. And it was amazing last year, and I feel like it's going to be even better this year um, for anybody who's never been to Richmond. That is like a prime, <laughs> prime reason to go. Um, uh, my friends and I have been tossing around the idea of starting our own, uh, tattoo convention, um, kind of like a, a geek thing, you know, where it's going to be, you know, ca- uh, board games and video games and anime themed and stuff like that. Just so, you know, something for all the nerds out there. Wow. And, uh, and then I don't know, who knows, maybe possibly pop up on TV again. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, well, be, we'll be looking out for, for, for that new stuff. Do you get to travel a lot now that you have been, you know, like on TV and you are a very well-known um, tattoo artist? Do people request you from like, you know, different parts of the world? Or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, um, right before uh, the lockdown, um, I actually had just gotten back from doing like an Iceland, Belgium, Holland, you know, wow. kind of Amsterdam, Germany a little bit trip. <laughs> um now it's fantastic yeah there's uh it's weird it's like you i thought that a lot of your popularity comes from the u.s but really it's like i get a lot of fans from like the philippines and brazil and greece and just so many random places that they'll be messaging me um i i think uh i think my furthest person that I even traveled in was from like uh poland and australia yeah. and i was like wow thanks wow. <laughs>
0: international requests yeah yeah no it's it's wild all right is there anything about your art that you want our audience to know but don't think that maybe we've uh, tackled yet
1: Ooh, anything about my art uh that's a that's a tough one Uh, it's really good (laughs) (laughs) it is it is no no i'm just kidding (laughs) uh uh no i don't i don't know i uh um, I I love doing it. So like, I'll have fun, and you'll have fun, and you'll look awesome. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen Jason Elliott on Ink Master, you definitely should. It is a great time. Um, thank you so much, Jason, for stopping by. I, I had a great time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Hector. Man, thanks for uh, inviting me out here. It's awesome. Course,
0: anytime. <laughs> Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the KME Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studio, we have a very special guest. She is a pastel painter that focuses on animals, but she is also a postdoctoral researcher uh, in the College of Medicine, uh, studying human diseases. And she is also the winner of the Visual Arts Society 2022 Spring Judge Show. She won first place in under the professional division. So hi, Joanna. Welcome to the KME Studios.
2: Hi, Hector. Thanks for having me on.
0: Of course. Uh, Thank you so much for stopping by. And to begin this interview, I like to go through the background of my guests and seeing (laughs) where a love for art began. So I was going to ask you, where were you born?
2: I was born in Mozambique, in Africa.
0: All right. And how did you end up in College Station?
2: (laughs) So that's a funny story. So I basically came to College Station for my Ph.D. That's the short Right. version of the story. I mean, I did kind of grow up here. I lived here. I came here when I was 4. Oh wow. And I left when I was 8, I think. We came here from Mozambique. Um at the time, the country was at war. Mozambique had become independent from Portugal. That brought on a revolution and this war lasted for decades and decades and decades. Oh. And um my mom is actually the heroine of the story. She got the family out of that situation. My dad did not want to leave his country. (laughs) She got everyone out of Mozambique, out of the war situation to come to College Station of all places to pursue their master's and PhDs. She somehow got everyone a scholarship, everyone, I mean herself and my dad. And so we came to College Station and I lived here as a kid. Um, Fast forward many years we're back in Portugal. Well, not back in Portugal, we moved to Portugal. I finish up school, high school. Um, I did an undergraduate degree in biology and I did my master's there. And then I ended up coming back here to College Station for my PhD. And College Station was the last place I thought I'd ever go back to, last place. Mm -hmm. It was through an acquaintance, through um, an internship before I did my master's that had connections to Texas A&M whenever I was reaching out and networking to see where I would do my Ph.D. He said, hey, there's a lab in College Station, a good friend of mine who I know, and they're looking for uh, graduate students. Would you like me to um, ask if they're still looking? And I said yes, and I've been here ever since.
0: And... I mean, is that where your love for horses began? Because I know that you started uh, off your uh, research in equine infectious disease.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, No, I have always had a huge love for horses. Before I ever touched one, saw one, sat on one, I was drawing them with crayons, unicorns, actually. Um, I had My Little Ponies as a little girl. I didn't really love the Barbie dolls. I had the My Little Ponies. I think when you have the horse itch, you're just kind of born with it. Hmm. I can't explain where it came from. It just always was. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: Um, I was looking in your submission under the Visual Arts Society website, and I noticed that you moved from Texas to Louisiana at one point, right? To Baton Rouge. Uh, I was wondering if this affected um your art Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think
2: that was a turning point um so after we lived here in college Station, we moved to this tiny town called Overton. It's in Texas. Okay. Um, we moved there, but we lived there for a few years and um while we were in Overton, my dad worked with this guy called Andy. And Andy was an amazing artist. I just admired everything he did. And after these three years were up, we moved again, we moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But before we moved, I asked Andy if he would be my pen pal. And our agreement was, um, with every letter we sent each other, we had to include a drawing of some sort, a sketch, if you will. So in my first letter to him, of course, I included an outline of my typical horses. Um, I sent it to him with a little note of what was going on, if I liked the city, and yes, I did, and what my school was like. And then in his next letter to me, he kindly critiqued my drawing, and he said, you know, that's really nice. Um, But you know what you could try? You could try some shading maybe a little bit here on the neck or something. Um, see what I did in my sketch, and he would attach beautiful, beautiful sketches mm. of, like, hay fields or pine forests or of people. I still have them today. They're one of my most prized possessions. Mm. And he would use them as examples. See what I did here with the shading? Um, you should probably try that on, on your horse, you know, where you see, like, shades in the muscles and the neck or, um, you know, just give it a shot. So... I did. I smudged something that I thought was shading on my horse outline, and I sent it to him again with another letter, and then he sent it back to me. And with every letter he would send back to me, he would introduce me to a new technique, um, texture, shading. Uh, If I recall, he wouldn't do a lot of color, but he, like, introduced color uh, as well. Um, And that... I think, was the turning point for me. I think that's when it kind of clicked. And that's when I was able to, I was given these tools to understand how to bring a plain line drawing on a piece of paper to life. How he did it. How he was able to just masterly make a hayfield come to life on a piece of paper. Um, I could do the same maybe with my horse. And I'm not saying that that summer I was able to pick it up beautifully but he gave me the tools and it opened up a whole new world for me and I think that was a turning point to where um I kind of took it more seriously I mean I've always loved to draw and I would always doodle but this was different
0: and why uh, draw animals specifically I mean I'm thinking about something between um the connection between humans and animals and then those animals that we choose as companions even
2: yeah um it's a good question thank you <laughs> i think i'm drawn to animals because like i mentioned i just truly love them and it's mm-hmm. um so when you're painting something when you're creating something you are in that moment from the beginning of the creation till the end until it's polished and you're just living that moment mm-hmm. and painting a dog that is beaming with life you know smiling and with the twinkle in their eyes That just, you're in that joyous moment while you're painting it. And that just brings me a lot more satisfaction than painting, for example, a landscape, which is also very beautiful, but it doesn't spark the same joy in me as an artist to create it. Um, It's probably more peaceful to look at. I mean, I personally think that a beautiful landscape looks better on a wall than a dog, a dog but if it's my dog it's different Definitely. so it's the connection we feel I think mm-hmm. of the animals that we paint so um, I won't paint just any dog's face I'll paint like um, my dog's face mm-hmm. or if a person wants me to paint their dog it means a lot more to them um, to have their dog's face hanging on the wall and right. if it's a joyous moment they just always come back to that those memories of that dog smiling and beaming with life. Yeah, I think it's the connection we have.
0: Definitely. Yeah. That makes Something me want to paint them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if people were, you know, could they commission you for? A painting? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and where, where could they go for that?
2: So they could um, contact me. I have several ways to be. You can contact me through my website. Mm-hmm. It is joannasartstudio.com and my name is spelled with one n so it would be j-o-a-n-a-s artstudio.com mm-hmm. um, they can contact me through my email account and it's Joanna's art Studio at gmail.com so okay. it's j-o-a-n-a-s artstudio at gmail.com
0: all right thank you for that I was going to ask you know you have a very successful ac- academic career and you know very successful art studio. How do you balance the two?
2: It is hard, let me tell you. (laughs) So um, art is not my main job. Um, I cannot make a living out of it. Um, I don't want to charge an arm and a leg for someone to enjoy a painting, nor do I think people would pay for it. I don't know. But anyways, it's not my main job. So after um, work in the lab, Doing science. I normally work on my paintings at night um, in the evenings. And painting isn't necessarily relaxing. You know, you have to focus. It's like solving a puzzle, um, but it's very rewarding. And maybe beginning one is harder than being in the middle of one because you have to find your way, you have to find your path, you have to find those connections to make the eye just so and to capture the light and to capture the emotion. Um, But once you're in it, it's a lot of fun, and I can't wait to sit back in front of that painting and continue to work on it and um, finish it because, um, like I was saying before, you're in the moment while you're creating the painting. So if it's a joyous moment, you feel joy while you're painting it, and I think that really comes through on on the canvas. If the dog is smiling, you feel like you're smiling, so that comes through the painting and the dog ends up smiling. I don't know how to um, explain it, but it is a little bit difficult to have enough focus at the end of the day to um, complete paintings. But I try my best, and it's really nice in the evenings to unwind um, in front of a painting. I don't have a lot of time to do it some evenings, but it's it's a juggling act, and I do enjoy it.
0: All right, you guys, that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And a big thank you to Jason Elliott. Uh, Actually, we had to do our interview twice because there was something uh, with our audio that messed up in our first interview and he was kind enough to come in again and record it again. So I'm really appreciative of that. So, um, yeah, Jason's a great guy. So make sure you go and check out that Ink Master, those two seasons, season 10 and 13 that he is on. And just in case you forgot, my email is theheartofart at TAMU.edu if you have any suggestions of artists or events. Um, So, yeah, have a great week and make sure to tune in next week. I'm Hector Nino and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at KAMU.TAMU.edu.